You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona. With me always is my good friend. Jay from the hills of Texas. And I uh, swamp places with uh, AZ, or AK Mike this week, I guess. Yes, you did. <laughs> but it's good to have you back, buddy. It's good to be back. I uh, spent a little time uh, out on the East Coast. I was uh, doing some uh, training for work, and um, it's kind of a long, drawn-out process. But I'm uh, finally done with all that and uh, back in the saddle. So I uh, figured when I uh, came home this weekend that I'd, I'd give you guys a shout. And unfortunately, uh, AK, uh, Arizona, or, um, AK, AK Mike can't be here today. So... I was here, and he's not, and then uh, he's here tomorrow, and I'm not. So we decided to just go ahead and and uh, help me jump back on. Before we get started, let's hear, hear a word from our sponsors. Three D Aerovictures adding fun to the RC hobby, one layer at a time. Feeling weak and powerless? Sounds to me like you need A-Power batteries. When someone needs the best, they always choose the A-Team. A-Power batteries. Get on the web and get yours today. And we're back. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, it was a good time. I uh, I missed the podcast. But it was, um, yeah, it was a fun time. I, I got a new position at work, and... Uh, <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, it's, you know, they, I think it was time and, and, uh, I got a new airplane, new position, and now we're just kind of seeing how all this works. So, and they helped you with that landing problem, right? Uh, they did. Yeah. Oh, you know. thank so, <laughs> I got all that worked out as well. <laughs> funny. That is funny. So put the gear down, uh, put the gear down. Right. Uh, and which is, <laughs> you know, the, the crazy thing too is, is that because I was gone, uh, most of almost two months, right? I, this, the school they send you to is about a two month period. And, um, and so I, I missed, you know, flying with the guys. I missed flying altogether. I was too busy with my head in the books. And, um, I even had an opportunity, I think at one point to be part of your podcast. I could have called in on it. We tried. Uh, yeah. But we tried. Uh, it wasn't going to work. And, um, I couldn't get, I couldn't get my side to work, uh, to, to give you a call. But anyway, uh, it's good to be back. So I'm I'm kind of excited. And uh, when I came back, I was able to fly with the guys on Tuesday. So that was pretty good. fun. So you got a little park flying in. I did. And it was kind of funny. Uh, a good story um, kind of to talk about. The, the guys were happy to see me, right? They were all trying to catch up. And, um, you know, some of them haven't seen me since I was out of the hospital with COVID. And so. Oh, that's right. Asking, yeah, because you, you came know, back and I think you flew with them in March or April. Yeah, something you, like that. You've, you've been busy with other stuff, so you've been gone. Yeah, I was still on oxygen when I went out there, I think. I was dragging my O2 tank you behind me. Your little bottle. <laughs> I was just happy to get out of the house, you know, I've been stuck in there, stuck in there for so long. Uh, however, I went out there and, and uh, you know, they were, everybody was flying. And uh, so Phil got a new, well, it's not really a new, but he, he has a, um, I think it's a multiplex, like Sky Surfer. Does that sound familiar? Something like that. The, I'm, I'm not the, sure. The brand Sky Surfer, like a Bixler type of plane. Yeah, it's a Bixler XL, so it's a little bit bigger, and they use it for FPV, and it's a fixed wing. It's got a pusher prop on it, and he, you know, is learning to fly FPV both quad Actually, and. Actually, uh, that plane behind me that you could probably just yeah. really see. Yep. yep. I think it looks very, very much like that. Correct. It does. Okay. And so it's kind of a glider, right? But it's a real stable platform. And um, anyway, he's got a radio for it. It's a Tyrannus radio. And uh, and he tells me, he's like, oh, I'm so excited. I just put a uh, flight controller in this airplane. And I was like, oh, good. you know. And so he's like, we're going to test it out. So he launches it. He's flying it around. 
and you can see he's just real nervous. You know, <laughs> he he uh, he's flying it, and it's not really it's climbing and turning, and the it's not really super windy, but it it'd be better. He's having a hard time trimming it. He's just trying to hold on. That's kind of odd because so, you know since that plane's kind of hybrid, right? Kind of kind of a gliderish thing, mm-hmm. and you know uh, yeah. with the washout and the wings, and you know that they're built to be stable. So they are stable and they uh, he it wasn't like he was flying it really crazy or anything. He just was nervous because he had all this FPV gear in it. Now, before he he flew it with no FPV gear. Right. So he could fly the airplane. The airplane flew fine. But now he put a flight controller, very expensive stuff, and he doesn't want this thing. So now, you know, his heart rates up and he's out there and. And there is a little bit of a wind above the tree line, and and so he, you know, he kind of manipulates it around and gets it in and lands. So we uh, we talk some more, and and he comes up walking up to me, and he says, "Hey, uh, you know, do you want to fly this so you can trim it out?" And I said, "Well, that's up to you. You know, I mean, I, I, I'd be more than willing to fly it. But, you know, it's it's okay." I, I don't have a problem flying it, right? It's just I know you're nervous as a cat in a room full of rocking chairs. And and uh, he said, well, I, I need it trimmed. And I put this flight controller in it. And I said, sure, sure. It's, you know, I, I'll, I'll go up there. So he hands me this trans radio, which, by the way, is set up for FPV. So the sticks on it are about three inches tall. It is not made for a thumb flyer like me, right? It's made for to sit in a tray in a chair and fly with your, you know, fingers pinched for these really big, tall. That, that sounds uh, more like, like my, my wrists as, as I'm, you know, <laughs> the sticks like this, you know, not. Yeah. Like, I have really short. Like I do with my fingers. Three correct. inch sticks. Wow. Well, I mean, not really three inches, but they're very, very tall. Uh, tall enough that where I'm holding it, my thumbs are almost that, you know. <laughs> You're getting a cramp. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> your thumbs. So. So anyway, he hands it to me, and Charlie was there, and he laughed, and he was like, he looked at me, and I'm like, wow, this is really tall sticks, and he's like, yeah, it's not really meant for thumb flyers like you, and I said, evidently, because you know, so I tried to put you know two fingers and kind of pinch fly it, but it just, I just kind of dropped the radio and put my thumbs out and kind of flew it around. So they launch it for me, and the thing is really has a, you know, it's a pusher, so it's got a kind of the weird angle. Like right. on the Bixler, it's, it's right. you know, the prop kind of gets up and it just kind of scoots along. So I, I gave it about half throttle and I was climbing and it really wanted to pitch up. And so I was trying to, you know, find the switches to trim. And I finally got it trimmed to where it was flying level, but it was in a constant rotating turn. And so I was trying to figure out if that was the wind or the ailerons or, you know, what have you. And, and uh, so I, <laughs> I finally... Got it, you know, into the wind. I slowed it down half, about half throttle, and I got it trimmed. Or now, now it's just going straight, right? Um, it's it's not turning left or right. I got a proper amount of rudder, proper amount of uh, aileron in the in the elevator. So I re I just pulled the power off and made it another adjustment or two on the elevator, and now it's just gliding around, just gliding around, and. He's standing next to me, and he's like, oh, I'm so nervous, you know, watching you fly this thing. And I was like, why? I mean, it's fine. And so I held the radio up with, like, one hand. I didn't even have my hands on the sticks or nothing. I just held the radio up so he could see that, that you know, it's flying perfectly. There, there was, no, you know, nothing, no controls being input, and the airplane was just flying. But right as I did that, I wasn't really thinking about it. It went behind this tree. And so now his heart rate really... <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Really, you gotta you gotta explain this so our listeners and our viewers. It wasn't like there was a fifty foot high maple or oak. Standing oh no 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 no! The trees. It, you have to explain about the height you were flying and and what kind of tree. You know. Where this yeah, so it's was. it's a I can't remember what kind. It's an ash tree or or some kind of Japanese maple or whatever. But anyway, it's not a very tall tree, but it's shaped like a lollipop. 12, 14 feet high. Yeah, maybe 12, 14, because I have had to climb the tree to get my airplane out of it. But it's it's very close to the park bench that we fly. And so there's this row of trees that kind of define the park. And we fly, you know, left and right. And we're, you know, normally we don't fly past the tree line because, you know, the trees are there. They're not in anybody's way. The airplane has plenty of room. 
if I'm going to use the whole area, I walk out to the tree line, but I just happen to be standing at the park bench on the sidewalk. Right. And this tree is like right off to the right of the bench for like, there's a little sidewalk that's in front of like bench sidewalk. And then there's the Mm -hmm. field. And then there's this little short, you know, 14 foot high tree, tree, bush, whatever, sitting just off of the, the sidewalk. And if you're at the bench, right. Or if you're, if you're at the bench controlling something and you haven't walked out in the field and walked past that tree or, or even with the tree, if you're flying something and it flies to your right, as you're looking at it coming from left to right, it as you turn your head, whoop, it goes behind the tree. Goes behind the tree, and you're like, "Whoa!" Yeah. <laughs> now there's plenty of there's plenty of room. Yeah. I mean, field, I can feel you know you got fields field, but it's just a that tree. Like, Squink. Oops. Let me and, block and you. And because you're standing, right? And because you're standing so close to it, it's it seems bigger than it is, right? So yeah. the, so the canopy, we've been getting a lot of rain in Arizona, evidently, and so these trees are just you know full of greenery, which normally you can see through the branches because there's hardly any leaves, but in this particular case, it was just this big blinding green canopy. And anyway, I, I was standing there with this radio in my hand, so I didn't even have any control. I just was, you know, trying to prove a point. So at that point I was like, Oh man. And and so I had to wait till it came out the other side of the tree. And, and that seemed like forever for Phil because he just was, he, he did the same thing. He was standing right next to me. He saw the airplane go behind the tree and he just was like, Oh, <laughs> you know, but but I didn't panic. I mean, the airplane was flying in a straight line. I just waited, right? I mean, we've talked about that before. You just kind of wait, and then the airplane will, you know, it's it did what you told it to do. Don't change anything if you can't see it. Wait for it to come back into view or give it something that you know it's going to do. Don't yank back on a stick. And so I gave it some throttle because I knew that if I gave it throttle, the nose would kind of pitch up and it would start climbing. And sure enough, it came out in a climb. And as soon as I got visual reference of it again, which, I mean, I could see the shadow going behind. It wasn't like it was gone forever. It just happened to, you know, it's very quick. And I, I just it just flew behind the tree. But anyway, it came out of the top, and it started this nice, gentle turn, you know, to the left. And so I said, well, you know, you want to try your flight controller? He goes, yeah, let's uh, let's try that. Because I said, well, you know, now that I've got it trimmed out, you can turn the flight controller on and we'll see how it flies. And he said, yeah, 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 let's do that. So I'm <laughs> I'm just above the tree line in this climb, and he reaches over and I hear this click, and he flipped the flight controller switch. Now, fully expecting the airplane to become a little uh, less, how do I want to say that? Maneuverable. You t- they typically want to really- think. You know, sometimes when we turn yeah, those on, it's not, it's gyro, not as gyro in it right. makes it like too, you know, too stable. Yeah, I don't have much right. control. It, it becomes it becomes a little bit more stable, and you know, it flies a little bit differently, right? And so right. I'm expecting that. So I don't have any input on the sticks because I'm fully expecting it to just continue locked in where it is. That, my friend, is not what happened. <laughs> Tell us, Mike. What happened? Uh huh. So the airplane immediately pitches into a nose down. I mean, literally, like just shoves the nose over, like I went full forward stick. And in the process, I kind of started pulling back on the stick because I saw it going forward and it just went over faster. And at that point, it rolled inverted. And now it's just pointed at the ground. It wanted to die. <laughs> it, it was an assisted it, suicide it, at that it point. It was. <laughs> it was very much so. And I was like, turn it back off. Because I didn't see <laughs> what switch it was. And, and plus there's a, the it's a Frannis, uh probably right. nine or whatever. So it's got oodles yeah. of switches. Yes. And I did not see which one he flipped. So I'm like, turn it back off. And he flipped it back off, luckily. And I was able to regain control. And I only got about you know, probably about 10 feet from the ground, but it was still closer, you know, so <laughs> the cold split. I went up above the trees and I slowed it down. And after everybody's heart rate kind of, I was like, I don't know what you did, but that did not look good at all. <laughs> and of course it got everybody's attention because, you know, he, he's, I just had this thing with, you know, showing him that no, no input, it was flying perfect. And he puts it in there and the thing just departed controlled flight. So I pulled the power to idle, and I gl- it, there was a little bit of a wind, so I was able to glide it around, and then I uh, brought it in, landed it, you know, skidded it right to the, to my feet. 
Eh, it was probably about five feet away from me. So <laughs> I uh, walked over, and, and Charlie went with me. And, of course, you know, Phil's standing there. And I said, all right, well, something doesn't seem right. So I, I said, which switch did you turn, right? And he said, well, it's this one. And I said, all right. So I flipped the switch, and physically I could see the elevator go snap, full nose down. And then as it was sitting at nose down, it started a slow movement to more nose down. And as it got past a certain point, the ailerons started turning as well. Okay. All right. I think I know what's, what, what's the problem already. <laughs> and I said, that is not a correct. I go, that, I can tell you right now that that is not what's supposed to happen. And he's like, what do you mean? And I said, well, first of all, when you flip the switch, the reason it pitched nose over is because that thing snaps into a full-on nose-down dive and then continues to, to, you know, like modulate down, like a set, like if you had a speed on it and it goes to the first notch and then it slowed right. to the yeah. second one, that's what it looked like. And the ailerons were the same way. So I'm flipping the switch up and down and I'm looking at everything and everything's changing. It's not, nothing looks correct. And so I told him, I was like, yeah, that's this, this was an accident waiting to happen because if you would have got it all trimmed and put your FPV goggles on it and done this, crazy you would not have known what was going on because you would have just tried to figure out what's going, you know, wh wh what just happened. I went from level flight to looking at the grass. It would have been to all Looking over. up at the sky. <laughs> with, with <your laughs> no, you never looked at the sky. It was at the ground. It was just in this, this nose over. No, I'm looking at the sky is the reference as to after it hits and smashes into pieces. Oh, okay. The camera's looking up at the sky because yeah. the nose broke off. That's right, because the nose broke off. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, he's like, huh. So Charlie said, hey, do all that again. He picked it up, and he moved it uh, when he had it in his hands. And sure enough, the flight controller was set reversed. Yeah, that's what I figured. So it it was, you know, quite a – it would have been quite a devastation if uh, if he would have hand-flown it. And luckily, you know, with two of us standing there, he was able to flip the switch back off. But – I, all I could think about was you and the A-10, you know, flying with, <laughs> with with Jim. And, and you know, things weren't set up correctly in the – not in the airplane, but in the software. Right. In but, the flight controller software, it was set up reversed. Actually, so that's, it, and that's a really common – not mm -hmm. problem, but it's it's it happens a lot to people on their first controller like that. Mm -hmm. You know, they mm -hmm. get it, and they set it up all correct, but they put it into – make it fit and they forget they have to go back in there and do all the software to ensure that it's pointing that the compass knows where it's pointing right so right. you know generally generally most most controllers have an arrow on it and it you know right. that's how it's set up in default but you can set them up upside down put them any you know standing up whatever but you have to go back in the software tell it hey this is the orientation of this controller and then everything will be cool but most guys right. don't think about that. They just stick it in there and they just figure it it knows what it's doing. Sure. Nope. Well, we've been, you know, uh what's the word I'm looking for? We've been uh spectators, I guess, or witnesses is the word I'm looking for. We've been witnesses <laughs> to several. No, we have, right? I mean, oh, yeah. uh, no, there's no, a without a doubt, right? We were standing that thing came on right above where we were standing where we were sitting. And uh and that was his problem too. He had had put a or eight in his and had forgot to had put it, you know, facing the wrong direction and then took off and the airplane just went right vertical, came over the pit and then bang right on top of where we were sitting. Oh yeah. I remember that. Now I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone crap Cause it was a size 60. Yeah. It was a big balsa wood airplane and uh, it, it just cratered that thing. And he was like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. And the first thing we did was go in there to look and sure enough, he had that thing backwards. So, gyro you know anything that you're putting in with you know something that's going to control the flight surfaces you need to make sure it's in the same you know in that general vicinity and, and you know give it to phil he was like holy smokes i did not know that i didn't realize that it needed a direction and uh so i thought well that's probably a good thing to bring up you know if there's people out there listening that are putting flight controllers or getting into the flight controllers or you know, putting gyros in because we've talked about them. And, and so he asked me, he's like, well, how'd you like it? You know, how did it fly? And I said, well, it's pretty funny because, you know, for the last mm, several months, 
I've been flying turbines. So I said it was strange because when I put an input in, nothing happened. You know, it took <laughs> it took a, a pretty big change in stick to get the airplane to turn. Sticks. So you can feel it when you... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can, so you can wrap like your fist around it. Well, it was funny. I go, the other thing was I was waiting for it to gain speed, and it never really got faster, you know, because I'm like, <laughs> we're flying 200-mile-an-hour airplanes. You know, that thing's coming around, you know, going around. you got to really be on it. But uh, it was fun to fly something that was, you know, a little bit more park flyerish. Uh, especially since I've been, uh, we're getting ready to go to Best in the West, uh, which is a turbine event. And so uh, my buddy Barry and I have been out there flying, uh, you know, just kind of flying new airplanes or his airplane and trying to get, you know, ready for that. And that's a strictly turbine event. So I've been, you know, flying that more than than the uh, park flyer stuff. But it was good to get back with the guys and see them all. And, you know, they were all excited to kind of hear my, you know, what, what I've been doing and, you know, s- s- clean bill of health. And they were, they were happy to, uh, to see me there. So the weather's getting better here in Arizona. Uh, matter of fact, it was raining all day today, which is really strange, but, um, yeah, it was nice weather and, and we were all out there for a little while and it was fun. Oh, and guess who, uh, drove by, uh, on their bike? Uh, I forgot to uh, tell you that, but uh, are, you, are you talking it, about are, that that one kid who likes to uh-huh, yeah. strange stuff on the <laughs> plane? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he uh, he drove by, and uh, I can't, I won't mention his name, but anyway, he uh, he he drove by. He's like, "Hey, fellas!" And he had a dog with him, and they uh, were all laughing because they said he got a new dog, but the dog is like super hyper, and uh, he's. Yeah, it, he matches his personality, you know, because the dog was just running circles around. He's on a bicycle, right? So he's riding, and this dog is making circles around him. And after he, he got off, they're like, you know, oh, yeah, he got a new dog, and that dog is just, you know, it's just a pain because he's, he's got to be moving all the time. So he chases the airplanes. He's trying to, you know, rah, 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 on the <laughs> when they come down. So uh, anyway, it was pretty funny to see it, but it was good to see him too. He he kind of waved as he went by, but um, yeah, it was it was kind of a good time. So. so okay, so after this, you know, for the NTSB report, so what right. would you recommend for, like you said, new people or Phil, you know, for doing this kind of stuff, some safety things, or they just put in their new gyro, they're about to go out to the field, you know, what are the things they want to check? What do they want to check or add to their list of, you know, hey, right's right, left's left's, uh, you know, up, down? You know, what do they need to check for their before they take off? Well, I, I think the what Phil mentioned and what had kind of confused him, uh, because he's fairly new to the flight controllers. Now, he's done it in quads, but quads are different. Yeah, it's deal. different. It's a different know, flight controller is a little bit different animal. But for fixed wing, uh, the thing that, that – he mentioned is that he didn't understand that the control surfaces were supposed to go opposite. He's like, why do they go opposite? And so Charlie and I picked it up. See, and you wouldn't really think about it. If you go left, your aileron should go down, right? It should go right. Because what the, what the stabilization is doing is it's correcting because the stabilization is not there for you. You can fly the airplane without it. The stabilization is there is for any disruption that you're not wind privy gust. to. A wind gust or, you know, something changes or, you know, may, mo- mostly wind if it's out there, right? And so if the, the wind shifts, and we know that for a fact, if you go up in altitude, sometimes the wind will be going one way and the wind, you know, go down in altitude, the wind will be going another way. Perfect example, I think, uh, we were talking about balloons um, on one of our conversations our phone conversations where you said, you know, in that the, um, Oh, New Mexico, Albuquerque. yeah, New Mexico, because it's got a, a very unique wind pattern that if you climb up to 3000 feet, it's moving to the left, climb up to 5,000 feet, it moves to the right. And they can make this little box pattern and stay in this, you know, rather than just going up and getting taken to wherever. And, you know, with the wind, <laughs> Oz. <blow. laughs> yeah, <laughs> taken to Oz. So, uh, so, when we picked the airplane up, that was the first thing Charlie did is he, is he pitched the nose up and he watched and he said, this is going the wrong direction because the tail section actually pitched up as well. It, it, it's supposed to, when the nose pitches up, you should get a, a downward trend, right? Right. 
so that if the wind pitches the nose, then the then the elevator corrects by giving it nose down, which means that you know you're pu it's pushing the nose down so that the wind is not affecting it. Same way with the left and right on the rudder. I mean on the ailerons. So what, so what I usually tell people if they're they're doing this, you know, once again, you know, you turn on you turn on your um, your gyro on, and then you got to decide: right. Are you going to have the plane facing you, or are you going to have the plane away from you for doing this? Right. Doing this? Right. You know, and let's say you have you have the plane, you know, going away from you. So you pick up the you know, you hold the tail and you pick the tail up, you know, like you're diving. And then what should happen? Well, the elevator should, you know, should go up like you're going to climb to, to correct. Right. The push the and, 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 and you just have to get it in your head. And this is the hard part because people have to decide, you know, everybody's different. Right. So some people might be able to do it either way, but you need to do it the same every time. Right. You know, I agree know, with that. Check. So you don't confuse yourself by picking it up and having the nose facing you and you're like wiggling things around. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. And you. Well, and we, we've been a victim of that, too. Right. I mean, oh, you yeah. and I both picked the airplane up and I said, oh, left, right, right, left. OK, yeah, that's working. And it wasn't. It was opposite because, I, you know, normally I'm standing behind the airplane when I do that. Right. Um you know, early on, I think that confused us. I mean, we crashed one of our, I think my GWS F15 was in the park. We mm -hmm. had that problem. So and that was just a regular check. It wasn't a gyro. <laughs> well, yeah. Right, right. But, you know, this I pushed, with I pushed gyro. right and said left, and you were like, yep, that's right. And instead of saying <laughs> left, right, left, right, I was opposite. I went left on the stick or right on the stick and said left, right. And you were like, yep, that's it. And then when you threw it, it was all totally backwards. Yeah. But the point is, so, you need to have two checks two function checks correct right your normal function check to make sure your controls are going correct turning the gyro on and making sure the controls for the gyro correcting you know gusts is correct right. to keep the plane level not that the controls are still moving the right direction that if a gust comes you know tilts the wing what should the control surfaces do and so it may take you a little while to think about you know, because most people don't, you know, a lot of people don't think about that kind of stuff. If a wind gust right. brings my wing up, well, you know, when I go back right on the stick, what are the controls doing? And that's one of the, actually, you know, like I said, this kind of helps you out because it helps a person visualize what's going on with the, with the plane when it's flying right. and helps you right. think, you know, what it should be doing. So anyway. Well, and uh, the other thing too um, that I would suggest is just making sure your orientation is correct. Because a lot of times when we get to putting these things together, it, we want to put it right in the middle of the airplane, but it may not fit there. So then we have to find a place for it. So we may put it a little bit more to the left or a little bit more to the right, or we may have to turn it sideways or, you know, put it upside down. And and that requires a change, right, in orientation right, the software. and the software. Got to go in the software. And, uh, yeah, and he didn't uh, – he mentioned that he – he was like, oh, I, I didn't know that either, that there's actually directions. Because it's, you know, in your head, you just you think, oh, it's a gyro to correct. So it doesn't matter which direction I put it, but the corrections have to be, you know, correct. And and it, it could have been on that particular airplane, he could have mounted it. I, I didn't see where he mounted it, but, you know, I know that if you take the canopy off, that there's places in there to put FPV stuff. And he may have mounted it sideways or he may have mounted it you know, upside down or underneath the canopy or something, you know, just to have the room to do it. Right. Um, I wasn't really, I didn't really pay too much attention to that because of, you know, he was. And, and two, there were males. We don't like to read directions. So, you know. Yeah. I, I, Phil's a builder. He, he's pretty good about reading directions, but I think he, uh, you know, I, I don't know if he understood the correlation between all that. So. Right. And uh, the other thing, too, is that, you know, you got to remember that you controlling the airplane is also controlling the is also doing something to the airplane that your gyro can counteract, which is why people crash them, because when they go to pull up, the gyro says, oh, no, the airplane pitched up. Right. And so it pitches down. And the more you pull back, the harder it pitches forward because so, it's trick. So talk about gain a little bit so people can understand what gain is. So, so the gain um, on the gyro is how how fast it reacts to um, 
to those those disruptions. And so if you have very, very low gain, you're going to have um, a slower reaction. So if if there's a little bit of, uh, you know, of wind gust, then then the airplane's going to start to pitch up, and then your control surfaces are going to say, okay, well, that's a big change. So they'll give you, you know, the opposite change. And so you'll you'll fly it, but it'll be a little bit what I call mushy, if that makes sense. So so you'll fly it, but, you know, it's not it's not a real – it doesn't feel real solid. It just feels kind of like, oh, okay, I'm controlling it, but then it's kind of, you know, riding the wave kind of thing. Now, if you turn the gain all the way the other direction, you get incredibly fast changes in the control surfaces. And the problem with that is that if you have the gain turned up too high and you start flying faster and faster – the nose is constantly pitching and uh, and descending with the wind, right? So now, if you get a little bit of a lift on the nose, you get a quick cor- a quick correction. And now, if the gain is high, it's it's constantly overcorrecting because it's moving so fast. So what will happen is is that your airplane will start going, you know, like a sine wave. <laughs> it gets, right. you know, this little. That's the way I kind of think of it. Starts Correct. You're like, what, what is right. it? And so, so you can actually, on like on our airplanes and in some of these, you can actually put a, a gain knob. Like I have a rotary knob on my DX-18, and I can actually put the gain there. And it's good because if there's a higher wind, you want a little more gain because – if the wind's gusty, you want a little bit more of a quick reaction to keep the airplane flying level. But to me, there's a sweet spot at some point where you have not enough gain and it feels mushy. If you have too much gain, it feels too jittery, right? And to use your words, it's just too quick of a reaction and the airplane will start fluttering. I mean, I've seen it where airplanes are like, you know, (laughs) because the elevator's back there moving up and down uh, and so you roll it back into where you, to me, where it feels like an actual aircraft flying, right? So it's going, it's cutting through the wind. It reacts the way I want it to react. And if the wind uh, makes any changes, then the airplane doesn't really move. It's got a fast enough reaction to keep it going. Uh, and when you're flying airplanes that are much faster, um, in my case, the turbines, uh, if you get it too fast of adjustment, you could rip the wings or control surfaces off your airplane because you're going so fast. Uh, or cause it to destabilize and just come apart. Uh, if you're too slow, then it just feels too lethargic. So it's it's good for me, you know, having flown the faster airplanes and, you know, tried to adjust that. I just was reading um, something that somebody posted, and they were talking about that too, that they did three or four flights, and uh, now that they've got the gain and, the, you know, everything else adjusted to, there's a couple of different adjustments on the ones that we use. Uh, gain is the biggest one because that's that's how strong the reaction is, um, you know, to the, the to counteract it. But uh, then we have latching and we have a bunch of other stuff that kind of is kind of a little bit deeper into it. But I, I won't go that deep into it. We're not using those on parts pliers. Did, did you know what kind of uh, gyro Phil was using? I don't. I think I think it was an Arduino board. Um, because that's what, that's what he was taking out of. I mean, you know, I, I think he took it out off of a quad or he bought one for that airplane. Um, I don't necessarily think it was an actual gyro like we think about it. I think it was an actual flight controller okay. board well, because it was an FPV setup. So, so. With, with if it's what I think, it what you're talking about, that type, it, it almost behooves him to bring out a tablet with him so mm-hmm. that he could make adjustments because they're – those boards are quite limited what you can change, like changing the gain or, or changing. You actually have to go into the program or bring up, you know, it has a program or an app where you can go in there and make corrections to the software for what it's doing. And uh, right. since those things use PID loops and all this other stuff, so sometimes you might have to make adjustments to those. But also they have different modes like return to home, circle right um, right, you know setting waypoints and Mm -hmm. you run into problems because you may have it when it you know when it goes when it makes gets to its waypoint does it make a 90 degree you know knife edge (laughs) for a turn Mm -hmm. or does it make Mm -hmm. a nice 
you know, 15 degree turn, you know, at this airspeed. And once again, a lot of times you can set the throttle, right? So you put it in the mode and it, the throttle goes to half. And when it makes mm-hmm. a turn, you know, you, you can set all that stuff up. Um, it, at times it can get a little overwhelming because of, you have so much control into those things. But once again, sometimes it helps to bring out a tablet, set up the basic stuff, you know, get that down. So you right. know, get that stuff working well, and then you can start working on all the other extra features. But, you know, it's just one of those things. Um, yeah, it, it definitely, it definitely helps to bring out either if you have to use your phone, you know, as you know, to use the, you know, I know for some of the, um, spectrum, um, receivers with, uh, with gyros in them, you can, you can actually do it through your phone and you can use a cable yeah, you can. through or yeah. Bluetooth. Actually, there's a Bluetooth, I think. Yeah. Right? So, you know, it's just one of those things just to have that stuff with you and have it ready to be used just in case you run into this problem. And that way you don't have to go all the way back home. And now you're not at the field, right? You, you tweak something, you go, oh, now i got to wait till next Tuesday before I go out again. I mean, you could bring it to you, with you to the right. field, land, go, that's not right. Throw it back on the air and go, okay, Mike, fly the plane. Now we'll turn it on. What do you think? You know what I mean? And right. you can make adjustments right. that way. Come down, land, make your adjustments, go back. I don't know if his heart would have uh, would have made it through <laughs> a third flight. He was pretty – he was pretty – excited about the second one after all that happened so i th- i think he was ready to take it back well, home put it back you know home. i i'm i'm happy for him that everything turned out okay because you know who wants to go through all that effort put all that gear in there and you smash it all up i mean that's a terrible feeling um you know well and i've done that before i mean he had a what did he have he had some kind of a hotliner glider that i flew and we got it all the way to the corner and it browned out or something and you know hit the ground and it was nothing i i did it was just you're right. You know, I think something and he's a really good builder. I mean, you know, he he does really good work, but it just happens sometimes and yep. he, you know. Well, hey, listen, it, it I'm, you know, like I said, I'm glad everything worked out for him. It gave us a good topic to, you know, once again cuz sometimes, you know, like we forget about this, not forget, but you know, we yeah. don't touch we've just been doing it because we've already right. gone through it and you know, we're on to the next <laughs> great thing, I guess. So it's good yeah, to sure. rehash this. So I'm interested to see what's going to happen the next time you go out there and go fly with Phil. I, I, I am too. Actually, I told him, I was like, you know, I'm probably not going to be here on this Tuesday. I said, but the following Tuesday, maybe I'll come back. And they're like, yeah, please do. So I think they were excited. Because <laughs> uh, they've, you know, Charlie is a good pilot. and test. I mean, he tested a couple of airplanes, but they, you know, they, they, they have crashed one or two. So they like it when I come out. But um it's pretty exciting. And speaking of crashes, I was listening to the last podcast where Mike was talking about Holly Springs and he lost his fundraiser. What the heck? That? I can't believe that. I was like, what? I, I, I just was amazed. I was listening to it. And when he said, yeah, I just can't find it. I thought, no way. How, how did you? That thing has been through so much. And then to and, lose it at the place where you crashed it last, I just was like, oh, my gosh, that's fate all in itself. So, but the good news is, or what he said on the podcast kind of sparked my memory. And it's, he said, oh yeah, it's pretty much done, a done deal. Well, I think I sent a text right after that. And I said, hey, don't think it's a done deal because Multiplex or high tech, I guess, who owns Multiplex, uh, Multiplex came out with a new fun kind of fundraiser. It's actually not called a fundraiser. It's called a, a race wolf. It's a Race wolf or wolf hounding or something. <laughs> yeah, but um, but it's it's uh it's basically a race plane like the fun racer that's been designed off of the FW one hundred nine, the Fokker one hundred nine. And uh, anyway, it's it launches inverted. It does the same thing. It's a little bit fatter than the fun racer, um, and I think it's a slightly larger. Uh, but for Mike, it uses three cell batteries, so it's it's yeah. For- I, I saw it. So I. Uh- because I didn't know anything about the plane after you sent that little uh, thing out. The uh, link. Out yeah, us. the link. So um, when I was sitting there looking at it, they had a little video, and I was watching it, and I was like, hey, this is kind of cool. One, uh, you know, and Mike will be very happy because oh, yeah. you know, he'll be able to use his 2200s, three cells. Exactly. The other thing that, that I thought was so cool is that they actually paired the motor, you know. With the three cells. With the three cell, so it's ripping for a three cell. And I was it like, is wow, that, that's awesome. But I will tell you, a lot of people commented that they 
they weren't really happy. They couldn't run a four cell on it. So, I mean, I I think if you put a four cell on it, you're going to burn the motor up. But but you that doesn't to, necessarily mean you that you switch have to have it a out. Teeny, tiny prop on it. <laughs> Very small. yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, because the the spinner's so big, though, I think your prop would disappear. You'd only have like two little things <laughs> hanging really right be sticking side. out. Because it's a big it's a big uh, spinner on there. I mean, the Fokker uh, the Fokker one hundred nine had a big fat you know spinner. Because yeah. I think the gun was through the middle of the spinner, wasn't it? Uh, the cannon was. Isn't that yeah. The cannon was, yeah. So it was it was a little bit bigger, and it had a I don't remember what kind of engine it had in it, but it used it for cooling as well. So, but yeah, it uh, I think it runs about two ninety nine, and uh, there's a couple of places that are selling it. Uh, I did see it in stock in one or two places, but yeah, it was. Uh, I think the thing I saw it was like two hundred and thirty euro, and that comes out to two hundred two ninety nine US dollars. I think is what it comes out to be, but. But I was excited. I was like, I sent it to him, and he was like, "Oh yeah, man, that's cool." So I think he, uh, we'll have to see. I, I was hoping he'd be here tonight, but I know he had other, you know, plans and some other stuff got in the way. But uh, I was interested to see what what his thoughts were. Well, now, and now he's not going to be able to custom paint it, I think, because it comes already painted. Well, it does come painted. I mean, I mean, the once again, the the video that was uh, accompanying that they had three guys flying the same plane. Which once again, yeah. it was no big deal. True. But all three are neck and neck, and they were they were kind of racing yeah, it, yeah. and they're weaving in and out amongst each other. I was like, "Oh, that's a that's an accident right. waiting to happen. <laughs> Somebody's gonna blink, <laughs> and it's gonna it's not gonna be pretty." You had visions of the uh, the tough wing, didn't you? <laughs> well, either the tough wing or the um, uh, your uh, your orange plane uh, when you were at uh, AEF that one year, and they had like nine of them out there flying. Oh, and the erratics! The erratics! Yeah, and they were falling out of the sky like you know popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Everybody was because they were all three D and out there, and they're all of a sudden want to just go punk, and they'd be like, "What happened?" And they because they'd lose they'd lose orientation on which airplane was actually theirs. Exactly. So, you know, and I'm sure within a short order, they're going to have just uh, just the kits, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, no markings on it. So it'd be perfect candidate for repainting. Yeah, but, it's a very new airplane. You know, Hobby King has uh, another pylon style plane that's a little bit cheaper than that one. I've actually. Although, that one yeah. Too. Although it is. A, I think that one's a four cell. It is a four cell and it's a screamer. Yeah. I've actually flown that one. Actually, I, I repaired it. I think I told you that, right? I went out there and flew it with a guy, and um, he he was flying around. And anyway, it, it uh, I was doing a low pass down the runway, and it sucked down onto the runway because <laughs> everybody kept going, "Get lower, get lower!" And I came uh, I came down, and the prop went, and I touched the prop because it doesn't have landing gear or anything. Right. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, the servos are on top of it that the arms are on top so that you can land it on the belly. And I got it low enough that the prop hit the the cement and it went and then it just bang, pancaked on the ground and skidded to a top, to a, a stop. But because the prop was spinning so fast, it tore the motor mount loose. And the motor right. mount's um, basically molded into the foam. So now the motor mount's all loose. And the guy was like, yeah, you can have it, you know. And I'm like, no, I'll, I'll repair it, and then I'll bring it back to you. He goes, you can't repair that. The motor mount's molded. I was like, all right, give me a chance. So I took it home, and, you know, once again, I got out my glues and, you know, paints. And I even had the fluorescent green because his was a bright, you know, fluorescent green. And so I put it all back together, made it look, you know, nice, got the new prop ordered. Brought it back to him like two weeks later because, you know, we missed each other the second time around. And and I had brought it out to him. I said, here you go. He's like, did you buy a new one? And I go, no, I just repainted this one, you know, because I mean, <laughs> it was easy to repaint. I had the color. It was that fluorescent green stuff. And so uh, it was kind of funny. And he was like, no way. And and he put it, you know, put it in the air. And he's like, wow, this flies even better. I go, well, it's got to, you know, I think it was loose to begin with. That's probably why the. You know the prop hit the ground, but anyway, it's super fast, and uh, it's it's fun to fly too. But. Well, how did that plane go together? I mean, was the was it a one piece wing, or did the wings come apart? The, the Hobby King one, yeah, uh, yeah. I think uh, the fuselage and everything is all one piece. 
and then okay. the wing attaches you glue the wing on so it doesn't come apart i think once you glue the wing on it's all together uh, okay because that now that's the nice thing about that uh about the multiplex one because the, the, ranger, the, yeah, the, the wing apart. comes apart it goes together in less than 15 minutes uh, right you know I guess, I, I guess it all screws together, which is nice. I mean, I like multiplex kits, but sometimes they could be a little fiddly, you know, mm -hmm. and take a little while to put together. So, uh, so that's nice. To, that's nice to hear. Uh, that's the thing with this, uh, this race wolf, uh, RR, I think it's the RR wolf or whatever they call it. But anyway, it goes to, it goes together in like 15 minutes. Nice. So the motor and everything is included. You, you have to bolt, uh, you have to screw the wings on. I don't even know if the, I think the tail is maybe attached to. Maybe you put the tail no, on. I think you attached it because they, they. I remember reading something about that, and they were like, "Yeah, that you do whatever." The spinner and the put it on. Yeah. So the which, is, the which is nice, which is nice for Mike because he likes to travel with the planes, and being that they can break down like that, they go right in that mm -hmm. his golf bag. Yeah, when he mentioned going back uh, home with an empty golf bag, I, all I could imagine was those guys that are throwing those bags and they expect them to be like. <laughs> I throws it over the plate. <laughs> yeah, and he gets ready to just like lift this thing and about throws it right through the engine, you know, because he's like, whoa, it's really super light. I just had visions of that, you know, some ramp guy just grabbing it and going, hmm, what kind of golf clubs are in this? <laughs> Must be carbon fiber, <laughs> right? Because they're really super lightweight. And that reminds uh, me for AEF, you know, when I'd come down from Alaska or whatever, yeah. I, and I'd bring you a plane or something and watching yeah. the, uh, the, the girls loaded on, you know, they pick up, they go to pick up the box yeah. and to put it on the conveyor. Right. They're like, you know, they're bending their knees and you know, they're getting the, they <laughs> put on their power and, belt, you know, <laughs> they get chalk on their hands belt. and they reach down and they damn near throw it through the wall, you know, <laughs> you know whoa, what's in there? Grab this piece of oh, <laughs> they're just like, what's in there? And I'm like, uh, you know dreams <laughs> something in there that's the clouds that's right <laughs> dreams and clouds yeah it was funny that's funny uh something came across my youtube channel when i was in school and i uh, was looking something up and it came across my feed or whatever and and uh i was probably trying to find the podcast episode and and it was this guy going up an elevator with a with a thor hammer oh really yeah, it was pretty funny. I'll have to send it to you, but it was, uh, yeah. It he would set it down on the escalator, and then people would like try to lift it, and they couldn't lift it. And then when he got to the top of the escalator, he would, you know, he would walk off with it. And uh, it was funny because it, you know, these people were like both hands trying to lift this Thor hammer off the escalator. And what they had done is in the handle, uh, it was electromagnetic. Oh, so really? when he set it on the metal, he set it on the metal and twisted the handle it it would electromagnetically hold to the escalator and then people try to <laughs> lift it up and then when he'd reach down and twist the handle he could just pick it straight back up because it didn't weigh hardly anything but anyway it kind of reminded me of the bag i was thinking about that i was like oh yeah you could put some electromagnetic bags you know where mike just picks it up and walks around with it sets it down those guys can't even lift it that'd be pretty funny so well uh i am excited uh next month uh, around uh, october Second week in October, so we're uh, headed out to California to uh, Best in the West. Um, they didn't hold it last year um, because of COVID, so and I went two years ago. But this will be another good uh, episode. You know, when I come back from there, we can talk about you know all the fun jet stuff. Uh, I don't know whether people like it or not. I, nobody's complained so far. <laughs> Talking about turbines, but uh, but yeah, we'll have to. And then you know, I can't believe it, but uh, surprisingly enough, the um, electric vessel is not too far off. We normally have um, you know Shannon Gallagher sometime in the November December range to talk about it because it's only in February and it's well, not too far are, away. We're starting to close down, my friend. It is, and uh, what else is coming new? Uh, hopefully, my shop will be done you know, before too long and I'll have a new podcast arena and uh, better lighting and, and you won't be in the cave. Chair. Won't be in the cave. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I won't be uh won't be hanging out and and uh in the cave. That's right. I think the wife is getting excited. So hopefully that'll be uh the next few weeks and we'll get our stuff moved in and I'll be excited because all my stuff will come out of storage and yeah, get I'm, ready I'm to help you. 
Mm. Yeah, she I'm wondered that. I told her to come out and help you move again. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's different, you know. This time you have to actually move it back into the house. This time, the last time you're just moving to storage. So, but, um, but yeah, I uh, actually went over there the other day to get something out of the storage bin. I was looking at all my stuff, and I'm like, ah, I need to get all this out so I can, you know, start building again and flying. And you know, when I went and flew with the park flyer guys, I just was like, man, I should. I should bring an airplane out, you know, but everything I have is literally under, you know, storage. It's all in boxes. So, and we still have all those new kits that we do. So I have to, uh, you know, try to figure out how to build some kits too. That'll be good. So I'm excited. Perfect. Well, uh, man, our hour is, uh, almost up. So that's crazy. I uh, can't believe I'm back. And, where did these last two months go? You guys did a good job, though. I uh, I was kind of wondering how that was going to work without me, but not that you couldn't do it without me. But it just was funny because you know because I'm usually the intro, and when you don't have the intro, it was kind of awkward. You know, like oh, hey, nobody's <laughs> nobody's introducing us. Uh, so it was funny. I told uh, my wife, I was like, oh yeah, I think that first episode they did, Jay was kind of like, uh, uh, well, first my tail off. I mean, I, mean, it, it, right? I, got, I got my shtick. I can't do my shtick anymore. Exactly. If I'm running, I'm running the show. I know. You know? Right? Hi, I'm Jay from the Hills of Texas. Ah, crap. That doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was pretty funny. But y'all did a good job. I really thought it was a good good episodes, and I loved listening to you guys talk to Doug. And and uh, sounds like Mike had a really good time out there in Holly Springs. So oh yeah, sad we missed it. I was so close. I was literally just an hour away in Charlotte, but I I unfortunately had class. Well, and, you, did, uh, you hadn't appeased the RC gods. I know. You hadn't given him a sacrifice. Mike gave his sacrifice. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you given yours. Sacrifice the fundraiser. I know you haven't been building or crashing or or flying anything in so long. So you know the RC gods were uh, displeased with you, so they didn't give you the time off. Yeah, so you're right. Work. So you know, right? actually, you know, that's probably something I uh, I should chalk up the fact that uh, I've, you know I've I've lasted a full year without crashing anything. Actually, I haven't crashed. Anything. That's one good way of looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it's not like I haven't flown, but, um, you know, I was flew with you when, when I was down at your place and uh, at the electric festival. So we've I've just been really lucky, I guess. So, but uh, it keeps me from buying new stuff, which is not, not so fortunate. Well, no, uh, actually, it's very fortunate because, you know, the, the, like you said, the best of the West is coming up and you don't need to be mm-hmm. spending any money on toys right as you're about to finish everything up on your house. So I know, I know, look, I look what I brought. Oh, Hey, the, the water heater didn't come and we need to buy another one. <laughs> All right. Now I got to sell my turbine. Oh, that's funny. I was really embarrassed the other day. Uh, we had somebody at the house and they were talking about, you know, we were up there. So my wife and I were both up there and it was the blind guy. Not that sounded bad. The guy doing the blinds. <laughs> <laughs> Not a blind guy, but the guy doing the blinds for the house. He, he came in to measure, right? He came in to measure, and uh, he's like, well, what's this room in here? I go, well, this is my shop. And my wife explains the whole reason for the new house is because I got tired of his RC airplanes being, you know, all over the dang place and on my kitchen table and blah, 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 blah. And so now he's going to have his own place. And he goes, you fly RC? What do they look like? Well, I pulled one up, and the first one was my, you know, was the jet. And of course, you know, it's eight foot tall and it's flying and he's like, holy cow, man. And right in front of my wife, he goes, how much does that cost? And I looked at him and I go, uh, let's not really talk about that right now. (laughs) (laughs) And she rolled her eyes and she goes, yeah. And she goes, I don't even want to know. She just turned and walked off. I told him, I said, "Mm, that would, that probably wasn't the best thing to ask me in front of her. That's what you get for not having the park flyer stuff up first. I know, right? I you should get have this for less than a hundred dollars. Yeah, well, that's what I said later, but uh, it, the damage had already been done. <laughs> so, I have a saint for a wife. She doesn't really ask. She just looks at me and shakes her head. So I think they just got got a new house out of it. <laughs> she, she got a new house. <laughs> so, you know, win-win. So I, 
I, I was going to say, I don't know who won this battle. I mean, I got a nice little toy, but she got a brand new house. I'm like, this ain't right. Something's not right here. <laughs> I did get a shop out of it, but yeah, she got the rest of the house. So well, we're excited. So, well, anyway. little does she know until we come out for AAF again, we take over your shop and the rest of the house. That's going to be difficult because she made sure that it was all separate. So we'd have to take would have to take over the garages first, and before we ever moved into the house, because the the shop is actually separated from the house. So we <laughs> we would have to carry stuff in into her play into her side. So I'm thinking, yeah, we may set up a a table in the in the little three car garage, and then we can move between the two. But we probably won't get it really in the house. Well, I'm all. thinking that you know, the TV's in there and the kitchen's in there. We come in for a snack, and then we're talking, and we come out, and we and we put something on the TV. Funny on the TV. you say we're that. Tweaking on, we're tweaking on things and talking and snacking, and next thing you know. Did I mention that there's a kitchen and a TV in the shop? All right. <laughs> so so I once again she was very she, yeah I know she she was very thoughtful when it came to this so yes there is a refrigerator a sink microwave kitchenette you know in the shop and a television on the wall so well I, I could see why because uh, I mean you ruined that last countertop when you're up there chopping things on her countertop you know no, that was the glue. We got glue. Well, the glue, the, the, you're up there with the exacto knives on the marble. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, the marble <laughs> didn't work. It was you're, like you're, you're cutting something in the rubber through the rubber into the marble. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like <laughs> No, it was Corian. The marble won't cut, but the Corian did. So, yeah, I left a little scratch mark on it. She wasn't too happy about that either. So, but I pointed out the glue. So she was more focused on the glue than anything else. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. crazy. I just need a little dab of. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? Just yeah, a dab of CA. Half, half the bottle. Well, the bottle. yeah, the good news is I had some debonder, so I did. I was able to get it off. So, but yeah, she wasn't too happy. She was not very happy at that. But so I'm sure. I'm sure our listeners probably have similar uh, similar issues. But uh, hopefully, that'll all come to a an end here in another yeah. few weeks. Well, if they got if some if our listeners have a, a good story to tell of how they ruined their kitchen or their wife's favorite uh, piece of furniture, hey, uh, you know, drop us a note or get to go on our, our Facebook page and start a little thread there. That, that would be pretty interesting to read. Who has the, who has the worst uh, story of something in their house they ruined? Uh, yeah, and please don't burn down your house. I don't want those stories. But, uh, yeah, if you have a comment or a question, give us a call, 830-444-4943, uh, or jump on our uh, email at the at gmail.com, uh, or jump on our Facebook listeners group and uh, let us know. So uh, consistently growing that, man. I get requests every week for uh, new members, so we're excited. And uh, feel free to post that we need to get on there a little more often ourselves so maybe I'll post some pictures from best in the west on our, our listeners group oh that'll be nice kind of fun yeah it'll be kind of fun so were you doing any fine this week I know the weather no I, well I, I figured I'm going to get a call from Jim here in the next couple of days because we finally you know our weather finally broke and we were having record highs the past two weeks so, uh, so I think his wife said you can't go out there uh, we idiots yeah. 105 100 feet. Take some water. (laughs) (laughs) How's his foot? Is it better? Yes, it's better. Uh, It's been two weeks since you've seen him, so it should be better. She was seeing the doc. I'm expecting good things. Oh, good, good, good. Well, I'm excited. Uh, Hopefully, we'll have Mike back next uh, episode. I think we've got a couple of uh, emails from uh, some new guests that we've uh, talked to, you know, kind of reached out to you and uh, they've agreed to come on the show so hopefully we'll have that and um, holidays are coming around the corner so we should have some holiday episodes so yeah i think uh, the end of this year is coming up they're in this last quarter and man it's just a zip by can't believe we're 2021 i'm ready for it to be over yeah i can imagine this has not been the best year for you <laughs> no no, we won't go into that. We don't have time. But anyway, <laughs> well, our time is up. So uh, thanks for listening and thanks for joining us uh, tonight, uh, this morning, I guess, on the uh, Park Fire Podcast. Uh, I'm Michael from Arizona. 
And I'm Jay from the hills of Texas. And we'll see you in two weeks. Let's fly. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com.